1: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason.
2: Play like a Jet, what does that mean? Here they come on third and five, Wilson,
1: boy somehow escapes, he's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass, Wilson stays in bounds, he's still going, and he's in, touchdown! Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Now the middle, he's got it, Elijah Moore, the 20,
2: the 10, the 5, touchdown! Swarmed, swallowed,
1: and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brace Hall, looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books.
2: Listen, thank
3: you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to review day number two of New York Jets training camp with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. Chris, what's up, brother?
1: Ah, you know, not too much. Just trying to relax. Uh, Still cool down from a hot day, a little bit hotter than yesterday. Uh, But, you know, we're getting, getting through this.
3: To paraphrase a young Dennis Miller, you're just a young, very big deal kid trying to make your way in this world.
1: Yeah, that's that's it. Just try, trying to squeak by, you know, day by day.
3: <laughs> well, on this day, you got to watch the Jets practice yet again. A little bit different today. We got to see a little bit more of Brees Hall, who did pretty well, had a nice one-handed grab, a nice shifty run. You can't go too crazy about anything a running back does in training camp. But still, you could see early on from these practices why the Jets really like Brees Hall.
1: Yeah, there's uh, – I say it every year, there's no position that's uh, – more impossible to judge uh in training camp than a running back that i have as long as i have been covering uh football i have never seen a you know a running back who didn't look good in training camp we've we've seen you know the jets it's not quarterback the jets have had some decent running backs over the years um but they've had some bad ones too in that and i've never seen one in training camp because it doesn't exist in training camp you'd have to like just not be able to stay on your feet or just keep running out of bounds or something. Um, but that's not the case. Uh, but listen, I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you not to be excited about Brees Hall because all the reasons we talked about during the draft and leading up to the draft after the draft, be super excited about Brees Hall. Um, and yeah, you, you can see, I mean, you can see the size of him. Uh, you can see the way he moves, but you know, a hole opens up and then nobody even bothers to try to close the gap because they can't hit. So uh, this is always the deal with running backs, but yeah, you're going to, I, I have no doubt that you're going to enjoy watching him and be excited to see him once the pads come on and, you know, they actually start playing.
3: Yesterday we heard about Denzel Mims. Today it was Garrett Wilson having some nice catches. One over the middle, courtesy of Joe Flacco that was behind him. Also Sauce Gardner getting on the field with the Ones and guarding Corey Davis. You knew it was only a matter of time. Pretty soon he's going to be full time out there with the Ones. Not exactly a surprise that Sauce Gardner is being trusted so much early on in training camp, and not exactly a surprise that Garrett Wilson is making nice catches either. But still, considering the torment and torture that Jets fans have gone through with previous high picks and their early struggles in training camp, it's good to be able to hear that these guys are excelling early.
1: Yeah. And with Sauce, I mean, obviously, anybody that gets picked that high, that you know, only a quarterback would ever get picked that high and not to uh, be playing super early. And even that nowadays is very rare. So uh, you're going to get a cornerback that high. He, he's going to be playing early and they're going to be giving him a, all these first team reps as much as they can. They're going to do this thing. You know, they did some last year uh, it, other coaching staffs do it. They do the thing where they you have to earn it. And then they the, the player earns it after two or three practices. Because then, because there's a thin line between making the player earn it, and then you know that he's going to earn it eventually. So just hurry up and get him those extra reps at the one with the ones. Uh, that that's gonna be the case here. It's gonna be the case with Garrett Wilson. It's a little bit a little bit different with receiver because you know you can you'll see them rotate guys in and out they'll try out different combinations of you know two outside and uh you know the third And they'll mix it all up so you're gonna get a lot of Corey Davis uh Garrett Wilson and then Elijah Moore are running first teams of course and then you'll get Wilson and Davis and Wilson and Moore and then you'll get uh you know, Denzel Mims will work his way into the rotation, and you'll see all these guys getting more and more reps. But once once Sauce gets that first-team rep and, and starts to he's, – he's not coming out. This, that's just going to happen. We'll, we'll have to wait and see with Wilson how, you know, does he earn like a full-time starting? Is he just going to end up paying something like 40 to 55% of the snap, whatever? But once sauce gets in there, sauce is staying. Unless, you know, obviously it turns out disastrous.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
3: Learn more at marines.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Should also mention that it was a nice day for Elijah Moore as well. Had a long sideline grab and a shoestring catch yesterday, as we said, Denzel Mims today, Garrett Wilson, and Elijah Moore getting into the mix, too. If Denzel Mims can be anything even close to what the Jets were hoping he would be when they picked him in the second round out of Baylor in 2020, if he can be that reclamation project this year, and then if Garrett Wilson can add to what we saw from Elijah Moore last year, this could be a wide receiving core to be reckoned with for a while. The Jets haven't had a young group of wide receivers with this much potential in a long time. It's exciting.
1: Yeah, and look, I'm just going to start with just like those top three guys. So let's exclude Mims for a second here. Um, you know, I, I said what I said about it yesterday. I would stick by every part of that. But uh, just talking with those top three guys. And number one, we'll start with Corey Davis. I know a lot of fans were upset and disappointed with, with his performance last year. And I get it because the drops and the, the fumbles – and. That, there was some weird, bad stuff, but otherwise, and I talked about this last year, and I was, it, you know, this is a little bit of a, yeah, sh- sure, but how was the play Mrs. Lincoln type of thing going here when I, <laughs> when I would be like, he was really good, except for all those terrible plays that led to turnovers, but otherwise, <laughs> he was really solid. Uh, but if you also go back and look at his career, his career is like, one, huh? that's a good year for Corey Davis. Followed by a, oh, that's a disappointing year for Corey Davis. Followed by a, huh? Oh, Corey Davis is back to producing, and he seems to go back and forth a lot. So, I think getting settled here, uh, Wilson number two. I, I have a feeling Corey Davis is going to have a, a fairly solid season. And then if just get rid of the numbers, get rid of the names, and just look at the skill set of these three guys, and it's it's really like if you want to build uh, a wide receiver group uh, in a vacuum without worrying about quarterback, all this other stuff, you're going to look in, we're talking skill sets. You're going to say, give me the the big body possession guy with the long reach that can, you know, ex- extend uh, drives, uh, be the red zone target. That's Corey Davis. You're going to want the, the man beater on the outside who can take the top off defenses, go deep and beat uh, uh, press coverage one-on-one, Garrett Wilson. That's what you got there. And then you got Elijah Moore. You can line up inside, outside. You can uh, do all types of trickery and just quickness, burst, impossible to stay in front of, all that. Uh, that's, that's the skill sets that you would try to match up. So there's a lot to be excited about there. And then – the possibility of being like, Hey, the fourth guy is somebody like Denzel Mims. If Denzel Mims can be what you and me thought he was coming out of college and what we thought it was looking like he might've been able to do if he could have stayed healthy and uh, just kept on that upward trajectory. Um, in his rookie year that, that would be huge because of the versatility because of the way his big body, he's like, you know, one of those blends of like all three of those types of guys, maybe a, a lot less of Elijah Moore, but more of the, a blend of Corey Davis and uh, Garrett Wilson. So then you can have him fill in for those guys and just do all types of other little wrinkles as well. So the we're going to have to wait and see it play out on the field. And obviously the quarterback is going to have to take steps to get deliver them the ball. But there's a lot of reasons to be excited about uh, this receiver group. And the skill set is the biggest reason of all. The, the, just the way they blend together.
3: Chris, the overall story of the day is that Zach Wilson was under pressure, but he still managed to complete eight of ten passes. He did have one drop. Most of them were checkdowns. But he took what the defense gave him. He didn't force anything. It's just training camp. As we've said over and over, and as Robert Sala said after practice, and we'll get to what he had to say in a little bit, the defensive linemen are always going to have an advantage when there's no pads. Jacob Martin, John Franklin Myers, and especially Bryce Huff really had a nice day today. Bryce Huff had back-to-back sacks at one point. So that's going to happen. But overall, the story here is the defensive line looked like they're starting to gel a little bit early on. And Zach Wilson kept his composure, still completed most of his passes, despite being under heavy pressure for a lot of the day, was able to get rid of the ball, even if it was a check down, didn't make any major mistakes, and that's a positive.
1: He was definitely under pressure. Today was a a very run-heavy install practice. You always have these early days of camps where we show up, and it's like, yeah, football, and then the practice is over, and we're like, what happened? It's like, oh, yeah, they just ran the ball a bunch, and like I said, you you can't gauge much from – the runner runs in this camp, but when they when Zach Wilson was passing, he was almost constantly uh, being flushed out under pressure. There was some of that was designed. Some of them they were doing play. They were doing a lot of play action today where they weren't doing that yesterday. Yesterday they were. It was just three step, get it out, um, and that's why uh, you know I said that he was uh super confident and just letting it rip yesterday because that that's what they were going with today there was a little bit longer plays, some uh play action built in there and then you know i'd watch him go boot and then up oh, he's being chased now he's just got to take off and run with it which leads me to do my thing of complaining about that because i hate watching that in training camp I'm just like just throw the ball make it but at the same time it's not the worst thing uh just get into the rhythm, get used to just being flushed out and just taking the yards that you can get. So – and where we saw especially him struggle early in the season last year with some of that stuff, as much as it irks me to see in training camp, just period, I I get it, and it's not the worst thing in the world to see him doing that. So – but, yeah, he – you know, he was definitely under pressure. It, this offensive line is it's taking some time. You know, Fant wasn't out there. Makai Becton's playing little bits here and there. So they really got, uh, you know, backups in the edge for most snaps right now. Uh, and even when Becton is in there, like, <laughs> you hear this all the time about uh, players having to get into football shape. And, you know, we all understand. I don't. I think everyone understands what it means, like, to be in football shape, to be able to make it through a whole game. But literally, you can sit there and work as hard as you want, uh, build up as much endurance as you want by yourself, um, you know, and you're still going to struggle to make it through a single practice of a football practice in the NFL like that. That's just half football shape. So taking this whole year off and just working everything it he's still working his way up of course they're gonna this offensive line is gonna take some lumps over this next couple of weeks with with this situation as is and they're not in a rush to get to send beckton out there and get him back to, to that they're not gonna be in a rush with Fant. they're take they're slow playing it with all these so uh, don't get alarmed and expect to hear a lot about how the defensive line is eating up the offensive line because, of course, they would when when that's – they're, they're going to do it probably a lot when Becton and Fan are both out there all the time and 100%. And they're definitely going to do it when neither of them are out there.
3: Robert Sala alluded to that as well after practice. He spoke. He said that naturally the defensive line is going to have an advantage over the offensive line when there's no pads involved. When asked if today was a good day for the defense or a bad day for the offense, Salah said he would save his judgment on that question for Monday. Monday, of course, is the first padded practice. Also, Salah said no fant today. Sounds like he's ramping up his conditioning. It is not contract-related per Robert Sala. We're seeing a weird trend where players aren't holding out, they're holding in, so they're showing up to training camp. We saw this with Debo Samuel, but they're not actually going to participate until a new contract gets done, so that's kind of interesting. I'd never seen anything like that before. Braxton Berrios also limited today. Robert Sala said he's working through some things.
1: A little, a little uh, semantics here, but yeah, that's, it's different. Uh, it's different, and and you you're gonna agree with this. So I'm not picking on what you said, but it's not really weird because the reason why they're doing the hold-ins is because they can't get fined for missing practice if they do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Nothing weird about that. I know, I know that's not exactly how you meant it, but yeah, that further context. That's what that it's all about. The players are if they skip practice. We we've heard it in the past. We Le'Veon Bell. You know he he had the. Uh, Uh, it was reported about that. Now he wasn't, it was all that thing because he wasn't actually signed. He didn't actually couldn't get fined, but it was reported for a while that he was going to be fined every day. And that led into why it's going to be such a bad decision to hold out. Um, But yeah, if you're under contract, you cannot skip practice uh, for holdout reasons. You're going to get fined. Now, generally the players End up recouping those fines. The they if they sign the contract, it gets all forgiven. But nowadays players are not willing to take that chance as much, so they're saying, "Okay, I'll I'll do the, the hold in type of thing here." But I don't think that's what's happening with Fant. Um, the Jets obviously don't think that's what's happening with Fant because they wouldn't have. Uh, they uh, they're not going to just come out and announce they're giving him the left tackle job right before that. So it is possible that Fant was like, "All right, they just announced that. Let me do this. Maybe, but I, I don't think that's the case." Um, they they've been upfront about this in minicamp that the plan was to slow play him, both slow play him and Beckton. They're not in a rush. Not, not at all.
3: Michael Carter spoke after practice, said he wants to improve his consistency, mentions Curtis Martin as his model of consistency, says Curtis Martin was special. Michael Carter has a habit of mentioning former players, which means he has a serious interest in NFL history. So he and I would probably get along because I have a serious interest in NFL history, too. C. Joe was asked what it would look like if Zach Wilson made a Joe Burrow-like leap in 2022. Osama responded by saying it's not an if he will. So very confident words there from CJ Osama, who saw what Joe Burrow was able to do from year one to year two. Connor McGovern spoke as well. He said playing alongside Elijah Vera Tucker and Lakin and Tomlinson on the interior offensive line means he's definitely one of the luckiest centers in the league. Also said Makai Becton is getting close to where he was before the injury and thinks he will be a major force. On the edge So we heard from Salah But we also heard Some interesting words From Michael Carter Connor McGovern And especially C.J. Ozama Who really was stepping out On a limb there I know that it doesn't matter He's just being supportive Of a teammate But still Those are big words From C.J. Ozama Who's been around Some pretty good players Yeah
1: uh, <laughs> Some big words But yeah Also he, We all know the drill yeah, it, It's come over To uh, say uh, He prays on your New teammates time It's I mean this is a much more uh, calm or watered down version of what Tyreek Hill has been doing down in Miami, where just like every day he's come, it seems he's coming out with new ways to not only talk up to her but like oddly enough, try to insult Mahomes. Um, I think there's more to this with Uzama. Also, Uzama is. Widely respected as somebody who's not gonna go out of their way to to say a lot of stuff, you know that his his word is supposed to mean something. Uh, my, Michael Carter, I I just love every time that dude talks. He's such an interesting uh, dude. Um, but yeah, you know, you hit on all the interesting parts. There wasn't a ton of great quotes. The the big news uh, quotes, uh, exciting thing for me today was when Robert Solid casually threw in that uh, you know. The part about defensive linemen uh, being at a disadvantage with no pads, and then he said, we'll see what happens on Monday. That means Monday the pads will come on, and then that's, you know, a little bit of excitement because we'll actually have a little bit of meaning behind what we're watching out there.
3: Also should note that Makai Becton had a little bit of trouble in the early part of practice, but made it all the way through team drills, took all the snaps at right tackle. It's only naturally missed an entire year. This is his first real action at all on the field. So as we said with Fant, where he's ramping up the conditioning, a little bit of that going on with Makai Becton too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's the same thing, pitch count, getting just at, uh, ramping it up. Uh more and more, and yeah theres there's gonna be some struggles there's going to be some some moments and days where it's not right, but he's he's pushing through and as we talked about this last year about the way that the coaching staff talked about back then and talked about mens um but they the the way they're talking about them is different this year um they're they're not going out of their way to kind of, to let us know that they're not happy. That, they were doing that last year. They were speaking through through us to them. Um, they're not doing that this year. This year, everything is, you know, they're talking them up. They're supporting them and everything. So that's, that's the best sign you could possibly hope for.
3: Two other quick notes before we get out of here, Chris. Corey Davis said after practice that he's lost 15 pounds since last year. He's down to 205 pounds. Feels much lighter, says his joints thank him greatly. He thinks he can be more explosive this year and more limber in general. Also, the Jets have come to terms with Quan Alexander. That news breaking just as we are finishing this recording. It's a one-year deal. We'll have more details on that tomorrow. Right now, not much known other than the fact that the Jets bring in Quan Alexander on a one-year deal. This is good. He's got experience in the system, having played for Salah before with the 49ers. And the Jets are very thin at linebacker. Other than C.J. Mosley, they don't really have anybody that they can count on as a starter. Quan Alexander should come in here and be a reliable inside linebacker, helping C.J. Mosley anchor that part of the defense and becoming a reliable piece. If he can stay healthy, which, of course, he has missed quite a few games over the last couple of years. But he at least gives the Jets somebody with some real experience and an ability to start at an acceptable level. Chris Nimbley, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com, and above all that, a very big deal. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down day number two of Jets training camp with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out everything Chris is doing over at JetsInsider.com, you can go ahead and do that right now. Also, follow him on Twitter at CNimbley and at Jets Insider. Visit our website, playlikeajet.com And subscribe to our YouTube channel YouTube.com slash playlikeajet If you haven't already Some fantastic videos up there Courtesy of the Thunder from down under Luke Grant Visit our store, tpublic.com That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt The Zach Says Go Long shirt The Zach the Ripper shirt The Play Like a Jet logo shirt Caps, mugs, hoodies It's all there tpublic.com That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest
1: place you've gotten lucky
3: lucky